Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for May 23rd. I'm John McElroy and here's the news. Move over Volkswagen. Here come Hyundai and Kia. While Volkswagen has a goal of becoming the largest automaker in the world by 2018, Professor Ferdinand Dudenhofer at the Center for Automotive Research at the University of Duisburg-Essen in Germany predicts that Hyundai-Kia will overtake Volkswagen to become the largest automaker in the world by 2020. He says Hyundai and Kia are thriving because of their improved quality and styling and by staying focused on their core business. Well, the M&A stuff is still going on. Fiat and Mazda just signed a memorandum of understanding to jointly develop a sports car based on the next generation of MX-5 Miata. It'll be sold as both a Mazda and as an Alfa Romeo. The first cars will be made in Japan, but Alfa production could shift to Europe starting in 2015. Both Mazda and Alfa Romeo are losing money, and this represents an opportunity to share a cost. Mazda desperately needs to team up with another partner, and Fiat needs to expand in Asia. So don't be surprised to see these two companies announce further joint ventures, provided that this one proceeds smoothly. Chinese car exports are on the rise. According to Ward's Auto, exports were up 50% last year to nearly 850,000 units. But it's not just the domestic brands that are exporting cars. Get this. General Motors, Daimler, BMW, PSA, and Honda are all shipping vehicles out of China. So far, those exports are not going to the European or U.S. markets, but it's only a matter of time. From here on out, all the Honda Fits sold in Canada will be made in China. On the racing front, both Ford and Toyota have new bodies to run in the 2013 NASCAR season. And they are desperately trying to make these cars on the track look more like the ones in the showrooms. Ford is showing off its NASCAR version of the Fusion, while Toyota is doing the same with the Camry. Of course, the similarity is only skin deep. They might call it stock car racing, but there is nothing stock about these cars. Modern cars are amazing. They're fast, powerful, efficient, and refined. Even your average four-cylinder family sedan will outrun, outturn, and outstop performance cars from just a few decades ago. Jalopnik readers compiled a blacklist of the 10 slowest sports cars of all time. And some of the notable machines in this hall of shame include the 1980 Ferrari Mondial, which apparently took 9.4 seconds to accelerate to 60 miles an hour. Another surprise was the 1990 Mazda Miata, which was barely faster. Various British sports cars made the list, as did the DeLorean DMC-12. It's a wonder Marty McFly ever hit 88 miles an hour. But the slowest of the slow is the Crosley Hotshot. This tiny two-seater delivered an equally minuscule 26 horsepower. It took a glacial 26.3 seconds to hit 60 miles an hour but its quarter mile speed was actually slower, meaning it was not even doing a mile a minute 
in the 1320. It's amazing to see that the average family minivan is faster than all these cars. And that, folks, is progress. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Edwin Benson saw our report that ethanol has lowered gasoline prices in the U.S. by a dollar a gallon and says, hmm, the ethanol study comes from the universities of Wisconsin and Iowa, two big farm states. Am I being conspiratorial to suggest that the scientists who ran the study could have been promoting the interests of those who paid their salaries? You know, I'm glad you raised that point, Edwin. The source of any survey is something that we always have to keep in mind. Pedro Fernandez wants to know, any news on the plan to bring on E15? This was being discussed a couple of months ago, and I have not read anything further on the subject. Well, Pedro, the EPA has cleared the way for E15, even though automakers and gasoline refiners are opposed to it. Remember, though, there's a federal mandate for the United States to use 36 billion gallons of renewable fuels by 2020. And the only way that the EPA can meet that mandate is by boosting the amount of ethanol in gasoline. Biodiesel counts too, but the real volume is in ethanol. SeaTech loved our interview with the head of SRT and design at Chrysler. The interview with Ralph Gilles was great, he said. I love that he did not hold back. I hope you have him on again, perhaps after the dart has been out for a year. Well, you're right. That was a terrific Autoline After Hours with Ralph. I think we all got more inside information on the development of the new Viper than has come out anywhere else. Chuck Grenchy loved my rant debunking an internet rant where some knucklehead accused the U.S. government of preventing diesels from being sold here because it was worried about losing tax revenue. Thanks, John, for the debunk of that moron's tirade. You did it much more eloquently and comprehensively than a lot of others that might have tried. When I first saw the video, my BS meter was pegged. Glad you took the bull by the horns and responded accordingly. And Ron Paris had this to say. The fact that the guy in the internet video opened by stating that he drove his rental VW 2100 miles in two and a half weeks and isn't sure whether it was a Golf or a Passat raises an immediate red flag for me. And boy, isn't that the truth. Here he presents himself as someone who's done all kinds of research and he isn't even sure what kind of car he was driving. Say, thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly enjoy going through them. But now, what does the future hold in store for Buick? We're going to learn a whole lot more about that tomorrow night on Autoline After Hours. Our guest is Craig Byerly, the marketing manager for the Buick brand. So join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for the best insider discussion in the automotive business. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.